1: Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to 200 in fee-free overdraft with the Chime checking account. Sign up today at Chime.com Goals24. Banking services and debit card
2: provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. Or Stripe Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.
1: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, also Apple Podcasts. And you can find us on Dash Radio every single weeknight at 7 p.m. on their Nothing But Net channel. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. You can check out the post-game stream after you listen to this. If you haven't heard it yet, they had more than 600 people watching at one time uh, tonight right after the game. So make sure you check out the rest of our group. They're also you don't know, we do before floor an hour before every game. And Greg and I are on every episode of that. So make sure you get that. That's with Brady, Jonathan, and Ricky as well. And FiveReasonsSports.com, Brady's latest takeaways are up. We do not have a paywall. Check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. If you're going to trade shows, maybe you're going this weekend. You want to check out what they're doing there? Well, you can hire somebody for your business that'll do an even better job than any of the other booths that you see. And you get a free booth rendering if you mentioned five reasons, it's it's everythingtradeshows.com. That's everythingtradeshows.com. They're based right in Fort Lauderdale. So many of our sponsors, of course, are local. We appreciate when you support them. And this is a great company. The phone number is 954-791-8882, 954-791-8882, or everythingtradeshows.com. They'll handle everything. It's a one-stop shop, the logistics, the booth, the graphics, the furniture, the flooring, even some tips to get you noticed. Again, trade shows are back. You want to make sure that your business looks good. Go to everythingtradeshows.com or call, ask for Chris, 954-791-8882. And now from FTX Arena, tonight's
0: episode. 5 on the floor, ride for my dogs, Wait, here's the thing, you can check the score, hustle hard, couple scars, wearin' bubble frogs, just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all, kept the floor playing, got an all band. y'all seen the block, stop in one hand, impact with trust, inspire, have the guts, we here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up,
2: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
1: All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. I'm actually sitting here with Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. We're sitting in the visiting interview room tonight after the Miami Heat win against the Charlotte Hornets. They pretty much led this one wire to wire tonight they finished 114 to 99 uh, got a little dicey there in the third quarter they gave up a big lead but they ended up pulling away some of the numbers tonight jimmy butler 32 points 10 rebounds five assists and a steal and a block bam out of on a night that his uh, jersey from the olympics is raised to the rafters 26 points 19 rebounds a couple assists and two steals 26, 5, and 6 for Tyler Hero. Some production from Max Struess. A couple of threes off the bench. Markeith Morris with 8. Duncan Robinson, we'll talk a little bit about him. Struggled, but finished with 10. Kyle Lowry, just 4 points. 2 of 10 from the field, but did have 6 rebounds, 5 assists. Contributed in other ways. And one of the ways he contributed, here's how the point guards did for Charlotte tonight. LaMelo Ball, 2 for 14. And even more significantly, this is another heat killer who's gone down against the heat recently. We saw it happen uh, to Terrence Ross and to Patty Mills the past couple of games. The latest is Smith, two of nine from the field. So the point guards for Charlotte, four of 23. But the biggest thing is Charlotte came into the game with the top offense in the league. They came out scoring just 99 points. But what we're going to talk about today, we've talked about the defense a lot. We've talked about the offense. We've talked about certain players. We're going to talk about intelligence today because that's what's coming across with this team. And Alex, Eric Spolstra said something tonight, and it's just like I'm sitting there and it's bringing me back to like 2012. Okay, he just kept talking about the collective IQ of this team. Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, how well they read the game. But then you're watching the young guys do it. Okay, on both ends. Bam Adebayo tonight, and he. when I asked him about this, he referenced what D. Wade told him three years ago. Let the game slow down for you a little bit, right? You don't have to go quick all the time just because you're a big guy. You can let it slow down and try to dunk it, and you're seeing him do that. He had five dunks tonight that I think he would have tried to roll the ball up quickly uh, and throw up a layup in previous circumstances. And then Tyler Hero, the ability to read the game when a play needs to be made. He even talked afterwards, Alex, about this idea of at the end of a quarter, which he made another shot at the end of the half tonight, that he knows one dribble per second. He had three seconds, three dribbles, makes the shot. This is a really intelligent basketball team. Shooting comes and goes. Intelligence doesn't. It's a really good point, and I like that you mentioned that this
2: team hasn't really been talked about like that since the big three Heat teams, and I remember you would say that a lot. Uh, back then on the radio as well you would make that point about just the, IQ, the collective IQ of a team and, it, and you're really seeing it uh, transpire on the court just because I feel like you know they're constantly screening for each other constantly moving the ball uh, they know where to be in every spot on defense the multiple efforts are there on every single possession they're constantly covering up for each other no matter what the scheme is and it's really just uh, it's flowing right like the game it, it never stops even though uh, you know, a couple guys on the team might have reputations on offense of guys who maybe don't move the ball enough. And, and you know, we we talked about that while watching the game, whether it be like I don't know Tyler or Markeith Morris, while they're out there playing, those guys are moving the ball. They're not keeping the ball and and really uh, you know slowing things down at any point. I just think like the way that they're constantly looking for each other and covering up for each other on both ends of the floor. It really does show the team that it's just just smart as hell. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why they've got into this quick a start. It's like they've really meshed together, knowing how each other plays and understanding each other's best strengths and where to be. It's just, you know, it wouldn't be happening this quick if this team wasn't so smart.
1: I think the point you make there is critical. They understand each other's strengths. I think they also understand each other's weaknesses. Right. And I think we've seen that. And it is in the way that they're able to go to certain players during certain periods of the game and exploit a mismatch. Right. So sometimes it's a specific play. Sometimes it's the hit ahead pass from Lowry to Bam that allows Bam to kind of work on a smaller defender before the defense has time to get the right guy on him. Right. So sometimes it's that. But you can also see, like you said, them shading on defense to protect the weakest player defensively or offensively to go to the guy who's hot. Okay. Jimmy had runs in this game. Bam had about a six minute sequence, which literally should be his all-star audition tape. Okay. He did everything. He screened, he rebounded, he made, he dunked twice. He made a jumper, but it's just like, there are certain stretches they have guys who can take over periods of the game. And again, it is early. They're four and one. I know the one loss was against Indiana. So people are uh, with, without Lowry. So people are sort of throwing it out. But when you look at the fact, and we'll talk about this in the second half of the episode, that they have shot the ball so poorly from deep and they're still doing this. And and I, again, I, some of what they're doing, this ability for one guy to take over and have a run is big three, like the old big three. It's okay. You knew Chris Bosh had it going and they would find a way. It took them a couple of years. They would find a way to ride the hot hand with Dwayne, with, 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 uh, with LeBron. They're doing the same thing now. And, and I just think, you know, whatever we talk about with their young players, Tyler and Bam have high basketball IQs. Like, I don't think that's ever been questioned. I think the question with Tyler was strength. With Bam, somewhat strength. They talked about that. But, like, nobody questioned their brain power. It's just, like, when they were going to grow into their bodies, both of them are doing that. So I'll pivot this to you a little bit. What is kind of – when you have a team that's this smart, that's playing together this well, what is the next step for that group? Well, to me, I think just the next step for them at this
2: point is really just sustaining it. And I feel like there's going to be a theme throughout the season. You know, we, we talked going into the season about how, uh, you know, there's when you look at the collective age, when it comes to the guys they acquired with Kyle, PJ, I guess Markeith Morris is in his 30s. Uh, and just in general, like you have Jimmy starting to get a little bit older. I think people were kind of expecting this team to, and, and look, myself included, to not be so great in the regular season. They've obviously gotten off to a great start and I feel better about their chances at getting a higher seed now, because it just seems like things are, they're, they're going to be a, a better regular season team than I thought. But to me, it's really just about keeping it at this level, because I think the level they're at right now is about as good as it's going to get. And not saying that they can't be better. Obviously, we know uh, everybody is, is going to be anticipating uh, the return of Victor Olodipo. So that's going to be another cog that they can to- throw in th- into their rotation there. But really, like you're dominating the league in defensive rating right now, you got to sustain that. And, and and like they're I think they're going to. I think they're going to be a top five defense at minimum all season. I wouldn't be surprised if they stay in the top three the whole season. I just think right now, the offensive production sustaining it. And I know we're going to talk about this too with a three-point shooting. Just like, I think that's going to go up, right? That's just the way the three-point shooting works, especially with guys like Lowry and Duncan, who are such proven snipers in different ways. Like, I just think it's going to come back up. But everything else they're doing on offense, sustaining it, right? Like, keeping those guys... In the positions that they've been put in. And another comparison that just came up, a team comparison that that I was thinking about just now as you were talking was, and this is one I don't, you know, with it's with a heavy heart that I make this comparison, the 08 Celtics or the 2010 Celtics, whichever one you want to say that was in the finals, just like one where Lowry is almost in that Rondo role, right? Where not to compare Tyler Herro or Ray Allen, but it's just
1: like he's making the three best players better well, Butler and, and, Butler and elite Pierce, defensive teams. But Butler and Pierce, Bam and Garnett, right? I, that is I, that's a comparison I don't think Heat fans want to hear you make. But you look at those top four, there are similarities there. There's no question about that. Um, I the, the other thing I wanted to to mention to you too, you talk about emotional. Uh, you talk about we talk about just pure intelligence. This team has emotional intelligence too, where and people tweeted this at us. This is not a game that last year's heat team might've won.
0: Oh,
1: right.
0: No T- team L. makes Right. That's an L. But
1: that's the thing. Team makes a run at them and they wouldn't have made, they wouldn't have sort of settled themselves to get it to the right person, the right people at the right time to get it back. And this team, they don't seem to. This show is sponsored by better help. What's the first thing you do. If you had an extra hour in your day, go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami heat game. To get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelphelp.com slash Miami Heat. Panic. And again, the only game that they panicked a little bit was the game they couldn't rely back on Kyle. But but there is there's a certain calmness about this team when he's out there. Like you just it's gonna be okay. And that is another kind of big three trait. Like even when games would get away from them in the postseason, okay, or whatever. I mean, let you mention Ray Allen. 2013 finals, right? That's a game that could have gotten away about 10 different times. They didn't allow it to get away. So I don't think we're just talking about their intelligence in terms of It's a maturity, I think, beyond that, that this team is showing. And I think they're kind of dragging guys like Bam and Tyler along for the ride here because they haven't been in as many of those situations, but they've been in enough. And I also think the other thing that's helping them is they did play in the finals two years ago. So I, I, I do think that that's, that's a real positive. Um, When we come back to, I want to talk specifically about what you mentioned. We have to talk about the backcourt shooting, the long range shooting, because I think that that is, you know, Heat fans are never happy. And, you know, Jimmy had some fun with Duncan tonight, calling him the dumbest guy on the team or whatever. That's, that's just Jimmy being Jimmy. But I also think that we need to kind of focus on the fact of like, Are we concerned? So we're gonna do that here in a second. Before we do, I wanna tell you about another great sponsor, Five Reasons Sports Network. You gotta go to Therapist Preferred for your CBD, a CBD company founded in 2019 by a physical therapist to maximize performance and recovery for active people. 100% THC-free and third-party lab verified all the products made in the US with cutting edge technology from organically grown hemp. This is how you get it, okay, whether you want the CBD sports cream, the tincture, the uh, the stro- strawberry lemonade gummina- uh, gummies, I'm sorry, the green apple gummies. You can get all of it there. Check out the site. Use the code 5RSN. Use that code 5RSN. It wipe 25% off your order. It's significant, and you get free shipping. So go to therapistpreferred.com for all your CBD. Use the code 5RSN. All right, I'll throw this at you, and you answer it anyway. Are you concerned about Duncan Robinson's start to the season?
2: Concerned? No. Uh, would I be concerned if this just keeps going on for another few games? And yeah, because at that point, it's just a full-on slump. And shooters go into slumps, and that's why I'm not really c- completely concerned. Uh, I just feel like that that's part of the variance of taking so many threes. And Spo talked about tonight, and I know you were there in the podium room, about, you know, he, I think he took 14 shots, and Spo was like, yeah, that's a problem, is that he didn't get up 15. So Spo was always going to want him to launch, and, and the green light's always going to be there. And that's kind of why... Another reason why I'm also not worried is because he's going to keep shooting. And I think he's going to get himself get himself out of this, uh, you know, slump relative to what we're expecting from Duncan Robinson. I just think it comes with not great timing. Right. Because he just got paid this summer. And I think a lot of people looked at it, even though uh, us and a lot of Heat fans might not think it. like a lot of people are looking at that, like it's a hefty contract. Right. Especially for somebody who is pretty much just looked at as a specialist knowing that he's not a terrible defensive player anymore, knowing that he's kind of added stuff, little stuff throughout his game as, as some counters here and there. It's just like the fact that we did, everything is going so well, right? Except the shooting of Duncan and Kyle Lowry. So to me, and we talked about this as well while watching the game, it's like it just makes me feel more optimistic because they're just running off these wins and having the best defensive rating and best point differential in the league and just looking like everything is going well despite their two best shooters not hitting a lot of threes. And uh, I think it, it really speaks to the, the huge dramatic change in game in game style. It's a shot profile that they've taken from the past couple of seasons to this season where they're really relying on. And I know I'm going to sound like a, a I'm, I'm going to really just say this all season, but it's just such a huge difference when they're constantly playing in the, in the mid range, they're constantly getting to the rim. They're getting to the free throw line over and over. They're obviously rebounding at a high level, defending at a high level, not turning the ball over as much as last season. We haven't brought that part up. I, I, last time I checked it, they were not anywhere near the bottom of the league in turnovers like they were for all of last season. All those little holes have been fixed. And as a result, that reliance on the three that we were, that we were kind of bemoaning for the past season and a half or so is not there anymore. Like you can afford to have these games, and I think that's why I feel better about it.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, that should be the way the Heat fans view this is you have two guys, one of whom has been a top five shooter on the planet for the last two years. And the other who shot close to 40 percent on high volume from three last year, that the concern that you no know, either of these guys is going to struggle to shoot. I don't think that Heat fans have as big a concern about Kyle I feel like Heat fans have more of a concern about Duncan, which is strange. I mean, you've seen it right now. I understand that, that, you know, Duncan is being paid primarily for one skill. And so you want to see the skill go up and yeah, you're looking at the numbers right now, just stats by season. We've we calling us up. His true shooting percentage this year, 49% last year, you know, previous two years, 63 and 69%. It's, it's precipitous. It's also five games. I, I just, you know, so I'm not going to argue that he's looked some of the concerns with me with a shot is some of the shots don't even look close like and, and it almost seems like he's looking for somebody to run at him and we've seen this with Duncan the past couple years sometimes he's too open um and he's sort of overthinking and and I do wonder for and and if you check the Twitter account you'll see the Jimmy joke when you know he's asked about IQ and talking about how his you know Duncan's the dumbest guy he's ever come across and again that's a friendly little jibe but Every joke has a little bit of truth in it, and I'm not saying he's saying Duncan's dumb. I'm not. That's not what he was getting at, so let's not aggregate that, okay? But what I'm saying is I feel like he is poking at Duncan a little bit um, to just get him to be loose, right? Like I, I f- It looks to me like Duncan is tight, okay? Maybe it is because uh, they're not running the same actions as last year. We've talked about it or not as often, right? Or maybe it is the contract and the pressure to succeed on a team like this. He just looks tight. He looks like when he has too much time to think, the shots are not going in. Um, He's actually looked a little better as a roller. He's looked a little better uh, as a cutter than he has sort of shooting from deep. But I think we're going to look back at this in about three weeks and say, what was everybody worried about? I think there's a, there's a six three point game in his near future and he's going to be fine. As far as Kyle goes, um, he has made a concerted effort to take a step back. And then I think what's happening is, and his true shooting percentage you're looking at, he's at 40% this year, down from 60 and 60 the previous two seasons. I think him taking a step back has gotten him out of rhythm with his shot a little bit. That's what it looks like to me. It looks like he doesn't really want to shoot. He wants to do everything else. And so you when he does shoot. It about Kyle, too. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. That's what oh, I'm talking mean, about. No, maybe you could say it about him about, and Duncan. And Duncan. I think both of them. But I, I do think here's the difference, okay? I think the difference is that with Kyle, they're okay if he doesn't shoot a lot. Right. Like if he just keeps doing what he's doing, they're fine. There's a recognition that and even Bam said it he, and he wasn't mentioning Duncan specifically. When he was asked about the three point shooting, he said, we're going to need to get some threes eventually because you can't just beat teams with twos. And he's right in the modern NBA. You're going to have to. So they got to get Duncan right. Did you make anything of the fact that we'll close here that Max Scherz closed because they were now Tucker didn't close. So Hero was going to be on the floor. You knew that. But Struess closed over Robinson. He hit a three late, played solid physical defense. I thought he did a nice job tonight. I think they want to get him going too. But it was not like a six-point game at the end. It was like a 12 to 14, 16-point game. So I don't feel like it was a true closing situation. But still, it was interesting. He didn't go back to dunk. It was definitely interesting. Like, I wasn't expecting
2: that. And like you mentioned, you know, it wasn't exactly a closing situation where they had to maybe put out their best guys. So maybe you won't see Struess in a situation like that. I do still think it's interesting, though, because, like, I would have expected Duncan or Tyler, right, just, and I wouldn't well, have even. Tyler
1: was out there.
2: Yeah, Tyler was out there, but it's almost like, I don't know, I wasn't really expecting Shrews to even really be in this conversation right now because, like, I, I think he's good. I think he's a rotation player. This is not to talk down on anything, uh, talk down on him in any way. I just haven't seen him like stand out to that point where it's like, okay, yeah, you got to keep him in the game as a closer. He was fine. He was good out there. And I agree with you. I think he's just more physical and more athletic than Duncan when it comes to the defensive end of the floor. So maybe that's why he had him out there. Also the Hornets are just a much smaller team. Many times when Plumlee wasn't on the floor, they're not playing a traditional five, just kind of having PJ Washington and miles bridges as their two quote unquote bigs up there. And this is maybe a lineup where you could do, where you could go smaller. This is a matchup where you could go smaller and go Struis out there. And uh, I still think we're in the beginning of the season and things going so well. It, Spo has some time, right? Like he has time to play around with some stuff that he might not usually throw out there if games are a little bit closer. So I'm all for it. I think Shrews is is going to be a part of the rotation all season long. And I feel good about the way he's looked so far, even though he hasn't, you know, gone off in any game yet. I just think like, that's another weapon and another testament to what we talked about as far as the the lineup versatility that they're going to have this season. Right. Although we may not see Shrews close ever, just like the fact that they have a lot of different guys that they feel they can throw and a lot of different lineups they can go with, whether big, small, you know, defense, offense. It's, this
1: is just another kind of, uh, I think, example of that theme. Yeah. And Shrews did make a big three tonight. Uh, You know, and again, the game never got that close, but there was a moment that they needed a shot. He made the shot. uh, And I did think he played uh, pretty well fitting in. And again, here's my thing to heat fans as we close we can pick on individual players. Okay. This used to happen during the big three era too. They'd be on a 27 game winning streak. And there'd be somebody in the nine-man rotation that they would be frustrated with, whether it was maybe Norris Cole, or maybe it was, I even Ray went through some stretches on the road that weren't so great, or maybe it was Bosch. The reality is if you're winning, like the collective is working. Okay. So, so until you start losing and one of these guys struggles really submarines, you Honestly, it doesn't matter that much. And I agree with you, Alex. It's a good thing. okay? the fact that they're not getting shooting out of two guys who are not like 33 percent three point shooters, they're 40 percent three point shooters typically, and they're shooting in the 20s or less. It's going to rise. okay? you know, it's going to rise as as the great Tony Fiorentino says, Eric, what reaches this level? Okay, and that's it. I saw Tony tonight, so my accent's not so good, but I wanted to make a mention. All right, thank you very much for for, uh, for following us and all of our content. And remember, com 5RSN. And if you need help with the trade show, get your booth rendered for free over at everythingtradeshows.com. We'll be back on Sunday night.
0: Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.